This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Patriots Dynasty podcast. This is 2002 week 10. I may have just 11. made that up. It's 11. Like 11. Uh, well, I don't know why I have week 10. Oh, I know why, because the, uh, the YouTube video had week 10. So I've been writing week 10 everywhere. Good job we have you here, Steve, to stat check. I know. Greg has not shown up yet. But uh, this week we have a special guest with us today is our new best friend, Tanya Ray Fox, all the way out from Los Angeles, California. Yes. Thank you guys for having me on. This is my, um, I haven't done a zoom podcast, which is like kind of crazy. Like, well, we've recorded over zoom, but I haven't like been looking at people and it's nice, especially because I don't see anyone anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's nice cause Greg's not on. You don't want to see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, well he, heard. he, uh, he did finally have to shave his face. So that's good. Well, that's the true. half of it that was growing out. So that was horrendous. That, we actually stopped doing video because of that for a while because it was so bad. Hey, he had a beard? Uh, only on half beard. of his face. And that was for what reason? Uh, uh, it, we'll let him explain. <laughs> that. He's, it's a different enough. reason every time. Okay. I think his state of reason is the duality of man. Yeah, it's, oh. it's an art. It's, you it's, know what? Yeah. Now's the time to experiment with facial hair <laughs> if ever there was one. <laughs> That's true, except he keeps having uh, Zoom calls for work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and doing presentations with that. And he's gone with it anyway, as you do. Um, but enough about Greg. Let's uh, usually this is where we, we shit on our guests because they're one of our friends and they haven't accomplished anything. But I think uh, <laughs> we actually have a real person on. So how about you? You actually tell us a bit about like what you do these days. Yeah. So these days, as in like immediately, currently, I work at Fox Sports 1. Um, I'm a news editor there. So it's like behind the scenes in production. Uh, I essentially, I work on all the talk shows. So like first things first and undisputed and speak for yourself in the herd. Those are really the four. And then the three that are in studio in LA are kind of our focus. So the herd and undisputed and speak for yourself. And really my job is just to like go over, um, the topics of the day, make sure that the talent and producers kind of stay on track with more sticky topics and when there's things that are maybe outside the bounds of like the white male perspective or the male perspective in general or we're trying to broaden the conversation helping kind of guide the way we go with those stories and then like i spend a lot of my day curating stuff that i send out to everybody that's like here's some stuff we need to be keeping an eye on topic wise and things like that so right now because i'm working from home I don't see anyone and it's a much less interesting job, but when I'm in studio, it's great because I'm talking to people all day and like dealing with the guests and popping in on meetings and stuff. Um, yeah. To be honest, I have no idea what my job is going to look like going forward, like even when we are back in studio. Um, so it's really interesting, but that is what I do. And then, you know, on the side, I podcast sometimes. I'm, I, uh, I'm getting back into writing because I was a writer for years. I wrote for USA Today. Mm. And uh, and I'm so I'm gonna start doing that. I think I'm just gonna self-publish on Medium because I'm I'm right now I'm feeling t- like really 
into my own brand, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, just, you know, I've, I've worked like literally everywhere. If there's like a place in Boston or LA that I could have worked, I've probably worked there, but fair I'm enough. at Fox Sports now. <laughs> Very cool. So, so it basically saying, sounds... <laughs> I think we're on the same page, Steve. I, I, no, I was Basically say. what you do is uh, what I do for this podcast, but um, with much less glory. Yes. It's, yeah, it's a little bit of... Um, it's a little bit of babysitting, you know, the That's topic. the word I was going to use. Yeah. Babysitting. Yeah. yeah. I do work with professionals. I know that there is a lot of strong opinions about the people on air. Um, the people that I don't love on air are already starting to get weeded out, which is nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I really like Skip and Shannon. I really like Colin Coward. Um, and when I was a writer and like doing my own stuff, I used to like shit on them all the time. Like there's tweets and these like articles where I'd be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Like blah, blah, blah. And then I got into studio and like, I work with Colin a lot more than I've worked with Skip, but he's, he's like such a good guy. Like he's like just such a nice guy. He works his ass off. He tries so hard to build his show every day. He doesn't like, he, he puts in more work for his level of success and, and what he's achieved than anybody I've worked with. So mm my job isn't nearly as like condescending to these guys is like they're, they are really good at what they do. Um, yeah. so it actually, it's really nice. Cause I get, I get a lot out of it as well. Are they coming up with their own hot takes or are you like, all right, this is your hot take for the day. No, for the most part, like, you know, they, they really come into it with their own ideas and, and Colin specifically does a lot of fleshing it out with his team. So it's like, you know, he kind of tries out what he's thinking and it talks it through in his meeting, which is a very long meeting in the morning. And that's, you know, it's supplemented by someone who's doing, um, you know, there's a researcher there, there's PAs and APs and producers and stuff that really just kind of help him curate that and get it to a point where he wants to get it. Sometimes he totally abandons a take because it's not working. Hmm. You know, sometimes he's working through it and gets it to where he wants to get it, get it. Sometimes he leaves the room and everybody's like, this is going to be a weird show, you know, and, <laughs> and it's, you know, but like at the end of the day, he, he kind of knows the game really well. And he says yeah. he's as successful as he is because he works really hard. And, uh, yeah. and I've worked, I've worked at NFL network. Like I've, I've worked at, at NBC sports, Boston. I've worked in a lot of newsrooms and I'm telling you, he works so hard for how much money and success he already has. It's wild. So he's the Tom Brady of, uh, of hot takes. Well, he'd love to think that. Like, <laughs> just don't say it to his face, right? Yeah, in his mind, he is. So you know, I mean, it, either that it's either him or Russell Wilson. He'll take either one. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, so yeah, that's I, the I, now. I think we can agree on. Um, we've given a lot of players shit over uh, the beginning of these episodes, only to do deep dives on them and find out that we actually like them as people and have grown like soft spots for them once we kind of understand who they are as actual people. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. It happens. That's it uh, does, yeah. Steve, uh, turns out Steve we don't actually just recently. Of... Yeah. Had, well, uh, with who? Curtis Martin. I always felt he stabbed me in the back as a little youngin. Yeah. Oh my God. Curtis Martin. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. 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 I mean, according to his Wikipedia article, he's awesome. No, he's like, he's cool. <laughs> like there's, he, there's like some athletes where you hear their name and you're like, assume that they'd be assholes. Yeah. And 
then, and you meet them and they're like the nicest. And then there's the reverse, you know, that where you're like, this guy's going to be cool and, and they suck. And like the, you know, the latter obviously is worse when you meet like, right. um, I'm trying to think of an example of someone I thought I was going to hate that. Oh, Michael Irvin. Hmm. I thought I was going to hate Michael Irvin. I grew up like being like, this guy sucks. You know, the yeah. cocaine cowboys and all those dudes that were just, they were just like a lot. And oh, yeah. he was, he talked a lot of shit about the Patriots, like growing up and he did, you know, so I thought I was going to hate him. And then I, I got, I met him and he was like the nicest dude in the world. Like truly so nice, not creepy. He didn't hit on me. He wasn't like nothing, like nothing of what you'd bar, expect. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, you never know with these guys. That's true. Oh, so that actually, that gives uh, uh, a question from me. Have you met Troy Brown? Yeah. Um, and is he as I, wonderful as we think he is? Oh, yeah. It's actually really funny that you bring him up specifically because he was the first athlete I met, like really met and talked to when I started working in the industry. No way. At, I was, I was, had just started working full-time freelance at NBC Sports Boston and he had started doing stuff on air there. And okay. I was, like he was one of those people where it was like, I know this sounds crazy, but he's the most starstruck I could really be. Like, I was obsessed with him. That doesn't uh, sound crazy at all. No, not at all. You appreciate the client. No, not to you guys, but to others. <laughs> and, uh, and I and I have this like I knew I remember exactly when I was like I hit my freak out moment. Is he came into studio and he needed somebody to help put the like things in his collar to keep it straight. You know those oh, little yeah. plastic things yeah, you yeah. put in the collar. <laughs> collar stays. Exactly. And he was like, can you help me with these? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And I was, and I'm like, I was like, I was just losing my mind. And internally I was like, stay cool, stay cool. Yeah. I'm like texting my mom after like, you'll never believe what I just did with Troy Brown. She's like, what? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> but, um, but the best part was that he's like super fucking awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he works. He, he like works hard. He was, he was like new, to, newer to broadcasting still back then. This was in like 2011, maybe early 2011. Mm. Um, and when I like started working at NBC sports Boston full time and like, he was still newer and super, you know, like excited to be there and get things done and whatever. Yeah. So he, I never had one bad experience with him. Uh, well, you really need to help us out here because we were talking about how we're going to measure success for this podcast, and my measure of success is Troy Brown knows who we are. Just, just in <laughs> general, yeah. he doesn't have to talk to us. Yeah. He just needs to be generally aware of this podcast. He's yeah. like, "Oh, I think I've seen that podcast." Yeah, That's oh, it. yeah. You're good. I, I'm good. I can just that, rest that of life happy. doesn't matter. I don't even think we need I, to honestly. The I don't podcast. blame you. There's, it's you just like there. It's the little things. It's a Patriots podcast. You know, it's yep. not like this is what you guys do. Who? How many more like people could you really care that much about than Troy Brown? Yeah, especially since our last name is Brown. And yeah, that's you know, true. I didn't even make that all, connection. Yeah, it all just works. Yeah. Oh, with all the Troy Brown jerseys. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense for you guys. Mm -hmm. oh, I actually great. may or may not have just. Uh, accidentally ordered a, a troy brown jersey like the it's, the it's light blue the striped throwbacks yeah oh yeah yeah i'll left unattended <laughs> we'll see when yeah, that shows up what happens ones are sick though they're like, they're like ugly, yeah. but very i love them yeah they're Classic. they're so vintage ugly that they've kind of come full circle in their Absolutely. Place. true yeah for sure for sure just like you andy <laughs> vintage ugly 
<laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> uh, so God how do you me. reconcile like people you work with shitting on the Patriots? Um, oh, that's funny. I had a hard time with it when I first moved to LA. So I moved to LA in September of 2013 and oh, I'd okay. never lived outside of Massachusetts. And yeah. I knew like, I obviously I'd been on Twitter and I'd seen the world. I knew people hated the Patriots, but it was weird to be in a place where most people weren't Patriots fans and thus hated the Patriots. And so I got used to it real quick. Like I got used to people identifying me as being from Boston and then shit talking me. And that kind of like, it threw me in the fire of being like, okay, I can deal with this. I can get used to this. And then when I started working with the talent and stuff, when they would talk about the Patriots and things like that, that was a totally different story because it actually helped me become way more, um, you know, it, it helped me kind of get rid of some of the biases that I have, not towards just the Patriots, but like being a Patriots fan. And it was, it gave me a little bit of perspective on the more annoying things of the fan base and, I could see a I little bit talking clearly, about. <laughs> but I was still like, it didn't ever make me feel less of a Patriots fan. And it made me feel like, okay, I'm at, at least I've seen the other side. Like I'm in with the enemies. Like they can't, they can't do as much damage to us. Cause I know how they're going to operate. Like I can work around this, you know? Oh yeah. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. I, I was in Europe when George W. Bush was president. So there you go. I, I fully <laughs> yeah, understand. Same, same thing. I mean, it happens all the time. Like I'll be in a meeting and, it was, I, you know, like all through the 2018 season, the talks every day was like, they don't have the weapons. They don't have the weapons. They don't have it. They can't do it this year. They can't have, and it was like, I just, you know, you itch a little <laughs> bit. You want to say something, but it actually is when you're forced to sit in a room full of people who want to see the Patriots fail. And when they see those little cracks, they jump on them, not just because of their own biases, but because it's good television. Right. Um, and right. you're forced to sit in it. It really like, it really does allow you to, to figure out how to pick apart those arguments and project where people are going to go in certain situations. So like you see that and then you start looking at how they schemed their way out of it and used specific people to their talents and built up their defense. <laughs> and you look at all of the arguments again, against how that, like, you know, all the ways that that wouldn't have worked. You hear that every single day for months on end. Then they're, you know, it's all of a sudden they're in the AFC championship again, game again. And then they're at the Super Bowl again. And everybody in the meeting room is looking at me like, how the <laughs> fuck did they do this again? Like, yeah. oh, I've been here the whole time. You could have asked me. Yeah. Oh, I lived, I've been living in D.C. since 2006. So I'm well-versed in every single comeback he can possibly. <laughs> oh, exactly. Tom Brady kisses his son on the lips. I wish Tom Brady kissed me on the lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? <That's> great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, uh, it, it is, I think, uh, a skill that you learn quickly if you move outside of New England because you, Don't know, you it does feel it like you have a target on your – not even on your I back, it it's on you your forehead. I think it makes you a oh, smarter yeah. fan. I really do. Yeah, for sure. I agree, yeah. Not no, also, no like shots at anybody who is, you know, a lifelong Massachusetts person, but you are nuts. That's the, the answer to that is you're probably nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and if you don't leave soon enough, what you do is you end up starting a podcast where you go back and rewatch every game starting in 2001. Every single one. Every Honestly, single I, one. I did check out a couple of clips. Like, I was just kind of like, fucking around and I saw some of the Chargers game from I think it was 2002 they played the Chargers in 2002 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I was like looking at some of that, and there was like, yeah, just yeah, that's and there were just these like little clips I was watching, and I'm like, oh, Christian Fourier, he just threw a touchdown pass to Christian Fourier. Like, this is really this is really taking me out of it. Like these people that are now like shitty like radio dudes that were like, I was like, oh god, no. (laughs) Yeah, we're watching the snowball, and yeah, and Jermaine Wiggins is having a field day. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I remember when he used to be cool. And then I was like, why don't, why doesn't anyone ever remember Antoine Smith? Like, right. It's like he never existed anymore. You go back and so I'm, I'm with you. I like going back and looking. Sometimes it's not pretty, but I like it. Uh, No, especially every game in Miami so far has been uh, uh, borderline unwatchable, actually. It's going to stay like that for 20 years. It doesn't get any better. (laughs) I know. I think we looked it up and the longest winning streak in Miami was three games. Mm-hmm. That's true. Wow. That's just I can't bad. believe they even won three games in a row. Like I still can't. Yeah. That that still is like what when wait let me try to guess when the stretch was. Do you remember when it was? Uh, I can pull it up. I'm trying to. I remember, I remember right about yeah. You remember when the stretch was? Vaguely. Okay, I'm gonna I have like the time-ish frame. I'm yeah, gonna I'll... guess that it was from 2016 to 17. All right, let me see. Well, that'd be three years. So I'd be like 16, 17, 18. No. T- Oh, cause you're. Oh, yeah. We're I was thinking at like Miami. At, no, cause three games. So it'd be two games and then oh, into right, another right. season. Right, right, right. Yeah. So when did you say it was? Well, I was saying 2016 into 2017. Wait, we're uh, talking at Miami. Like you don't play there once. Yeah, we're talking at Miami. Oh, I thought you were saying just against Miami. No. Like. No. Uh, okay, so they always win at home. Yeah. Oh, almost always. Okay, so then okay. I'll go 2015 to 2017. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, no. Twenty fifteen and twenty seventeen, they only won once. Damn it! <laughs> in twenty sixteen, fourteen, fifteen. When was it? It was ten, eleven, twelve. Oh yeah, you know that's the secret time when they were actually really good, but didn't win a Super Bowl and exactly. Yeah. Yep. With the, One of those the, games the, was the Wes Welker's ninety nine yard touchdown. Remember that? Oh yeah. How could how could one forget? <laughs> I've, I've been watching I've these games from 2002. Them. I forgot a shitload of those. It's amazing. Yeah, I think for me, 2002 was the lost season because yeah. I remember nothing of this. I, no. I remember like the first couple of games, but even then, I didn't realize that the Patriots were underdogs going into the, the opener against the Steelers. I also like wasn't, I was in high school. And so I was like, in 2002, I guess I was like 15, maybe so I was turning 16, whatever it was. And so I was like in high school and not sitting down and watching the games the way that I was like later, once I was like 17, 18 and yep. older, because yep. being a girl sports fan in New England in the early 2000s was like, you might as well just go fuck yourself. Like no one wanted <laughs> to like watch a game with me. And I didn't have like, my dad would died when I was 14 and we were estranged. So like he was a huge, huge sports fan and he would have loved to watch them with me, but he wasn't around for that, but he did inspire me to love sports. So I was like, I was kind of on my own navigating how to like really introduce myself into like sports conversations and being confident enough to do it. Um, And it took a little bit by the time I was like a junior and a senior in high school, I started to really like feel comfortable with it. And I would go to the Patriots parades and everybody started to like, embraced that I was a fan and I felt more yeah. comfortable and I got my family like 
you know, my mom was always a big Patriots fan, but I got my sisters and everybody else into it. And then the ball was rolling. And so by like, oh, four, oh, five, like I, I remember all those games, but even the season, like going into the Super Bowl against the Panthers, mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of memories of that. Yeah. Four. I don't have a, I don't know. I smoked a ton of weed when I was growing up, so I don't even remember <laughs> shit. That's this is a very formative season for me, though, because I realized this is why I hate Brett Favre. This is why yep. I love David Givens, and I had his jersey. That's right. Oh, that's, right yeah, here. I actually, my first football memory, my first feeling of being like, oh, I think I like football, was watching the Super Bowl against the, the Packers in 1997 and being like, so, I was like, I'm so mad we lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sitting in my neighbor's house, and we were just watching it like his dad was there and whatever, and I was just like, I was so fucking mad and upset. And then I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm really into this. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. I think I, think I cried myself thinking. to sleep that night. Yeah. Because yeah. we got sent to bed like halfway through the fourth quarter because it was obvious it wasn't going to happen. And I turned the, the radio on on my clock radio next to my bed and listened to the end of it. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe there's a chance that they'll, nope. they'll be able to use No, it didn't happen. My miserable. defining memory is making like little men out of cheese and then squeezing the shit out of them. Ooh, good call. <laughs> I even had the squeeze the cheese t-shirt too. Oh, that's right. We all yeah. had those. Yeah. There's a picture of me in that thing a somewhere. squeeze the cheese. I never remember those. They didn't endure oh, as yeah. much as squish the fish. Yeah, it I think it was yeah. like, it was just like a playoff that. Probably because they lost. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's true. And like, help. yeah, I guess but we I don't think... have an enduring rivalry with the Packers, so. No. Not really, yeah, because we actually just watched the Packers game a couple weeks ago and uh, remembered nothing of the game. Didn't even yeah. remember it happening. Brett Favre in, in Gillette Stadium, you'd think that would be a big deal? No memories. Yeah. I try to forget everything Brett Favre does. Like, ever, I don't know if I started in, like 19, in that season and that Super Bowl, like just hating him in my soul, but like ever since then, I haven't just been like anti Brett Favre. I've been like on Twitter, discrediting him. Like every time people talk about the goats, I'm like, he's nowhere near there. (laughs) Stats, anything I can find. Like it's a, it's a full, like he definitely like, he's in my head. Like it's unhealthy how much I despise Brett Favre and how like little he understands football and how little he tried. He just fucking, that was, that was my exact point because we had this argument with Greg because Greg was like, oh, yeah, you just hate the fact that the, everybody loves him. I'm like, but he doesn't deserve the love is what I hate about him. Like, yeah. he just, it reminded me a lot of, uh, I feel the same way about Eli Manning, but mm-hmm. yeah, probably about the same because it, just watching him is frustrating because on first and second down, he will do the dumbest shit you've ever seen. And on third down, his super athletic wide receivers will make some amazing <laughs> highlight reel catch and then, like, at a first down, and it just continues that way. It, it just looks like he's lucking into everything. Right. And whether or not that's true, whatever. But it's just how it feels. It's just so annoying to me to watch. And I can't I, – I feel like Brett Favre fits that mold for me, too. I hate him because he's the reason that the Patriots didn't go to the playoffs every single year in Tom Brady's career. He is the reason we didn't go in both the years he missed the playoffs. Wait, mm-hmm. seriously? Yeah. Yeah. In when he was with the Packers, he like lost. This is this is why I hated him. Not even he lost to the Jets. Yeah, heavily uh-huh. favored, which is the reason he didn't win the MVP that year. And so the Jets were tied for first place with I think the Pats and the Dolphins. Yeah, and won on tiebreakers, so the Pats missed the playoffs. And obviously, was it 2008 when he was with the 
the Jets. Same thing. He needs to like beat the Dolphins or something in week 17 and fucking blow it again. Yeah. I remember watching that game now that you talk about it. I remember exactly where I was. And I was like, I can't believe we're going to miss the playoffs. And it's 11, they're 11 and five. Like this is, that's, that's fucked up. That doesn't happen. And I was so pissed. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it, it doesn't, you know, it's like there was some dude there that wasn't a sports fan who was like, it's not a big deal. Like you can't go to playoffs every season. I was like, you can when you go 11 and five. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah, were they one of two or three teams that have gone 11 and five and not made the playoffs? I think playoffs? it's like two. Like no, the Niners no, did it once. Right? No, there's no other team that's done it. I thought the Niners did it. One there, other. No, there's no other team that's won 11 games in a 16 game season. I'm almost, I'm 99% sure on huh. this. There's been 10 yeah, and six teams. I, I don't want to, you can fact check me, but I I'm did. very <laughs> Coming the first 11 win team to ever miss a postseason since the playoffs were expanded to 12 in 1990. Yeah. There it is. So there, it's even worse than you thought, guys. Yeah. All right. So yeah, fuck Brett Favre. We're, we're officially a fuck Brett Favre podcast now. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine. I would actually start that if I had the balls. <laughs> I like, I truly, it's it, the thing about Eli Manning is like people do waffle on Eli Manning. Like a lot of people are like, yeah, he won two Super Bowls and he was weirdly good in those playoff runs. And there are some things mm-hmm. like he clearly understands football in a way that's like he can read a defense. Like when it comes out that Brett Favre didn't know what a nick, like what the nickel package was, like they didn't understand, like this Wait, was really? while he was on the Packers that he didn't understand. <laughs> nickel defense was and someone on his own team had to explain it to him like this kind of stuff i'm like fuck you dude like you were just a drunk dude <laughs> really strong and like just could throw the ball far and didn't give a shit so you just have yeah. a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns and a ton of interceptions like i genuinely think matt stafford is a better quarter that back than brett Favre was yeah. and just like brett Favre was on the packers when they happened to be decent enough that he could win See? one fucking super bowl <laughs> that validates my point because I think I yeah. You need my, to listen my, to our Patriots <laughs> podcast for that game because there's, there's a ton of Brett Favre hating in it. You'll really yeah. like it. Yeah. I I was saying that I think Brett Favre is um, Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes couldn't read a defense, it was exactly yeah. what I that said. You did right, say that. right. He can run around. He can throw off. Yeah, like on the run sort of thing. He can huck a ball from anywhere, but he just can't read defense to save his life. He just got yeah, so and much he also pass. had no. He didn't really have the other thing was that like that makes him different from from Mahomes is that he didn't really have any respect for a game plan at all. Like Mahomes actually that. follows Andy Reid's offense and the game plan and like the mm-hmm. play calls. He just Brett Favre didn't listen to the play. Like he didn't give a fuck. It was a constant audible. And so like and his own coaches have said that he's said that. Like, that's not me just making that up. Like, he talked about it on the NFL 100 last year. He kind of just broke all the rules, and a lot of times he was talented enough to make up for it, whereas Mahomes plays in a system and, Mm. you know, has a good offensive coordinator and has one of the greatest offensive coaches of all time as his head coach and and benefits from that and listens to it and plays within those parameters. And Mm -hmm. that's like, you know, they run some cool stuff. It's not super complex, but he does work in a system. Yeah, oh, absolutely. and Mahomes hasn't sent any dick pics to people on his team. There yet, yet we don't. <laughs> like, there's a long career ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yet. That's true. Uh, fucking Brett Favre. God damn it! I'm glad Steve. I came on here to do the Brett Favre hate <laughs> podcast. Absolutely. It's not, I just listened to that podcast episode like this week, so it's so funny. It's fresh in my mind. <laughs> 
All right. Um, what is your favorite Patriots moment? Mm, my favorite Patriots moment is when they beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Um, I had, so it had been 10 years since they'd won a Super Bowl. The last time they'd won, I was in high school. I was now out in LA, had a whole new group of friends, a whole new life. I was like, you know, deep into my career. Um, and I had started to feel like they weren't like, it was like not going to happen. You know, they were always going to be super good and it was not going to happen. And I was at this Super Bowl party with all of my new LA friends. I'm with my boyfriend who I'm now engaged slash married to. We can't, we're trying to get married. (laughs) Um, And you know, we're like, and I'm, and I'm in this like very, like everybody's a fan of a different team. We're all gathered together to watch Seahawks Patriots. My fiance's best friend is a Seahawks fan. So, and I'm the, and I'm a Patriots fan and it's rowdy. And I, uh, like when Malcolm Butler intercepted it, I blacked out. I don't, (laughs) I don't remember. The only thing I know about how I behaved is in stories from other people. (laughs) And, uh, and I was inappropriate. Like (laughs) I'm really, really glad that Chris's best friend is a cool dude who just was like (laughs) fine to just drink whiskey out of a wine glass until he blacked out and went home. He was very cool about it compared to how I was. But um, right before that, I had pulled up a picture of my dad on my phone and I looked at it and I was like, like, I need a miracle. Like, please help us. I need a miracle. Like I didn't realize how, how long it had been since it's like, I really felt like we were going to win the Super Bowl. And because in both of the giants ones, they came close, but not that close and it was going to be over and I couldn't believe it. And as soon as he, as soon as Russell Wilson threw the ball, I looked away like my, my, I just kind of like turned off and everybody else, you know, they said, they, they said they intercepted it. They intercepted it. And that's when the blackout happened. And when I kind of came to, there was my dad on my phone and I just, after all of whatever I said, I just cried. And it was honestly like, I was like, I know you guys think this is stupid. We've won three Super Bowls. Like I get that, but like, it's, this was fucking awesome like i'm not in i'm not home i'm not in massachusetts i'm far from my family and like this is so cool and i called my mom and she was crying and (laughs) and uh and i know that there's been like so many great moments and it might not be objectively the greatest moment in patriots history but to me it was just so it was like that that first win after 10 years like i think it's the only reason that like they were able to do everything they've done since then and I'll, oh, I, it's just my favorite. I blacked out on one Super Bowl once. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Yeah, the Falcons one. I've been oh, here really? so long that I've been able to like crew a pretty big group of Patriots fans, and we rented out a bar. And Greg came up oh. from North Carolina, and was, oh yeah, I saw the videos. The I was with videos. my friend and my girlfriend at the time there, and they're not Patriots fans, <laughs> so like half time i send them home <laughs> you don't need to say get, get out i only want to be surrounded by patriots fans for this and then you know the whole comeback happened and it's just like you know that was ridiculous <clears throat> yeah yeah going back to the, uh, the seahawks one i i had a, i felt similarly but i 
because of the previous two Super Bowls, I had gotten a little too into everything. And I ended up just like watching them in my house alone with the lights off, just drinking heavily all the way through yeah. them. And so the, that one, I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to sit here. I'm not going to drink. And at the end, I'd kind of like resigned myself. I was kind of trying to do some deep breathing, trying to kind of like accept the fact that it wasn't going to happen again. Right. And my wife is like trying to read the moment in because she's not really a a football fan. And so she kind of like lays down and puts her head on me. And then the interception happens and I just stand up, just stand straight up and dump her on the floor. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) no idea. (laughs) I, I think we just won. I, I don't know what to do with myself. Oh, yeah. It was it was the, it was exactly it was that that moment of it had been ten years, and they had gotten close a whole bunch of times for whatever right. reason. But that was that final that final push. They finally got over it. Right. I was in a bar. Yeah. I started a spontaneous USA chant for some reason. <laughs> you gotta. You always gotta go Yankees suck in that. Moment. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that is a that would have been better. Shit. I have actually, I have, since the great uh, Super Bowl incident of 2014 or 15 <laughs> or whatever that Seahawks was, I've watched the uh, Super Bowl at, at home, no yep. guests, just me and Chris. And, mm-hmm. uh, and everybody always invites us and I'm like, Patriots oh, yeah. are in it again. Sorry, guys. And so then after a while, they stopped inviting me because they were like, Patriots in the Super Bowl time, you can't come. <laughs> Every time. And, uh, and he, he had, his friends were trying to get him to FaceTime them in this at the very end of the Falcon Super Bowl. And I was yeah. like, fucking FaceTime them. I will kill you. I'm like crying. I'm like, I can't believe, I'm like, is this really happening? Like, this is the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, I'm not talking to anyone. I'm just like, fuck everybody. Fuck the hater. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm on the team. And then they're like, it just, felt so good. It's, it was so nuts. It was like totally over the top. And, uh, and I was like, if you, if you even, and he was like, dude, I'm, I'm good. I won't, I, I promise you, I won't. I was so worried. I was like, I look like such an asshole. The last time they saw me and when the Patriots won the Super Bowl, I was such an asshole. Like, you stop. So I, st- I cut everybody off from the narrative and now all those moments are, you know, sustained yeah. just here. Yeah. I, I have to watch games alone still. I'm, yeah. I'm still a nervous wreck for whatever reason. It's funny because not a lot of the only fans that I know that react like that way sort of regularly were like, cause a lot of Patriots fans are like that super superstitious mm. and like want to be kind of left alone or be in a quiet yeah. space to be with just Patriots fans. The only people I know that are like that intense are Philly are uh, Eagles fans. I and I have that. a lot of Philadelphia friends and like, you know, there, there's just like a lot of people in LA that are from Philadelphia and mm. I've also just worked with a lot of people from Philly because they're also a place that like loves sports and goes into sports media. Mm. And they also are like psychos who are like, I know I need to like, I need to be by myself. I'm like, yeah. All right, well, we can agree on that. I worked with a guy when the Patriots and the Eagles went to this most recent Super Bowl, and I have preparations made just in case they won. Uh, I had a large Gronk cutout that I was going to put at his desk, but uh, that <laughs> one didn't hurt. That one didn't hurt as much because it was his. Once. It was his first, yeah. And he's like, you know, super excited that they actually won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and I'm like, I can't hate on you for this. I know how that feels because I kind some- of got to experience it twice. Because you know, one you got it, and then you almost got it again in 2010. Right, and like, there was something about the like. Uh, the fact that it was Nick Foles and the way that it all happened, 
that did see it, it sucked. Like I, I, I was bummed, whatever. But because yeah. a couple of my best friends are Philly people, they were so they were so fucking nice after. They sent me messages <laughs> like, "Now we know how you feel." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so fucking awesome. And I was like, "Well, now what am I going to be mad about this?" Right. Then, they, then the Patriots won the fucking Super Bowl the year after that. The year ended. after, exactly. It like maybe if they maybe if that was their yeah. last. Super Bowl, and then they never won again. We would feel like we're definitely Monday morning quarterbacking this because, like, oh, we'd God. feel shittier about it if the next year they didn't win another ring. But yeah. even still, it was like at that point, like, I couldn't even be that mad. Like, I couldn't trash talk, and I still kind of can't. Like, right. they won that one so fair and square that it's like, whatever. Yeah, yeah it just it, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to stop me from pointing out that the uh the catch rules were called just slightly differently in that game than they had been all season yeah oh there was that there was also that touchdown they shouldn't have got right i think it was two yeah but there was at least one that but like i go back and i think about that and i'm like let's say they take that touchdown back like they were (laughs) yeah they're gonna score again anyway like they were gonna beat the Patriots. i i just just kind of feel feel that if they didn't have that strip sack on the last drive we would have scored <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. Yeah, I, I but never they probably wanted to come back and score too. I don't look back on that one with too much. Like it kind of no. feels like the reverse of the Seahawks win, where it's like the Seahawks should have won that one. Probably yeah, they didn't. Yeah. I don't think it's a fake. I don't think anything's a fake title. Like you, you threw the ball. Malcolm Butler made the greatest interception ever. But like, right. holy shit! Like that, talk about coming down to the wire. So <laughs> yeah. you know, we got, you, we got one. We you know, you give one. It goes back and forth. It's sports yeah. karma. And, so, and he, again, I'm well practiced. Someone says, "Yeah, well, Philly. What about the Philly Super Bowl? Which one?" <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, we get them all. Oh, the one where Donovan McNabb threw up on the field. That one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other one. No, okay. The one where Tom Brady set a record for uh, yeah most passing That's, yards. That was Super the Bowl. most frustrating part. Is yeah, that like yeah, he fucking he was it, so good. His yeah. stat line from that game is like is fucking wild, and people are like will never remember it. They always yeah. forget. Like, they always forget it. Yeah, that he threw for 500 yards. Yeah, and then I'm the asshole who's reminding people on Twitter, and they're like, cool, you lost. And I'm like, oh, there's yeah. nothing I can say to that. Like, yeah, one of the, one one of the one six in, that we one didn't and one. Yeah. one and one. We'll get a, we'll get a rematch. Hey, <laughs> it goes right back to, the, like, the people who are like, six no is better than, uh, six no is better than six and three. Oh, my God. No, it isn't. It's like, uh, oh. I can't. That's when I hit the mute button, man. If you do six and oh is greater than six and three, I go right to mute. I don't even give you the block because you don't deserve to know that I'm not. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Brutal. So, do you have a favorite Patriot? All time or like on the, yeah. se- on the team right now? All, all time. time. Uh, Who's your Troy Brown for all of us? <laughs> Who's your favorite player and why is it Troy Brown? Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, it was Troy Brown from the first dynasty. Like it really was like, I, I mean, cause that was before Brady was like the icon icon that sure, he is yeah. now. And I still think he's like one of the most underrated, like 21st century NFL players. Like just, he was like really fucking cool. It was um, called the best eighth round draft pick of all time. <laughs> what were they still doing? Uh, yeah. When he was drafted, he was in the eighth round. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So but then, like, it's, like, I, th- I think probably since then, um, if it's not Tom Brady, which I don't think we c- – I think we can all agree we, like, really like Tom Brady. Like, we got to oh, just yeah. move on from that. Um, my favorite oh, – it's so hard to pick. It's probably fucking – it's either it's either Devin McCourty or Gronk. 
It's hard. It's hard for me to decide. I really, really like Devin McCourty. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. yeah. And I, and I like, I still have this feeling in my heart that when we look back on this, the like second 10 years mm. that the defense is going to be underrated and mm. that like bums me out a little bit because Bill's like, he's known for creating defenses that were good matchup defenses. And so like, right. they weren't always the best statistical defense every year. Like last year they were, but like not every year, a lot of it is like football nerd stuff. So like right. people who are football nerds will remember the 10 year stretch where he didn't have the most dominant defense and somehow still almost always had like the best overall defense of the decade. Cause it was so dynamic and could switch around and match up different ways. And he utilized personnel in such unique ways. And the, and the way that the defensive sort of through lines are remembered, it's not going to be the same as the Willie McGinnis and, you know, the guys from the first dynasty who are, who are like borderline hall of famers. And it like, that's what I love about this second dynasty is like guys like Dante Hightower and, and you know, all the guys who are opting out this season, um, (laughs) Patrick (laughs) Chung. And like, there's a few of them who are like, the embodiment of the new type of defense that we play right. in the NFL these days. You know, it's like yeah. everybody play plays basically, basically everybody's playing in nickel and dime almost all the time. Yeah. Versatile linebackers, like the defensive line really functions differently now. So, you know, yeah, it feels like all the different groups are kind of blending into. Yeah. And like the best, other. the best like edge rusher in the league is a defensive tackle. Like, it's like, it's not, he's not even an edge. It's like, it's so it's, it's, he's just coming in from inside rather than from the outside, but he's like, he's the best at that. So it's like, everybody's so dynamic now that you Mm. don't get the sort of beast monster dudes that we used to get. And, and I don't want them to be forgotten. So that's my long way of saying, I think I'm going to say Devin McCourty. Love it. That's a great all I think all three of us have Matt Slater jerseys. Yeah. Right, you gotta have a Matt Slater jersey. Matt Slater's a fucking yeah, right. man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's probably my like my second, you know, second dynasty favorite. He's also, player. I mean, he's oh, gonna be God. a Hall of Famer, which is cool. Like, sure. like yeah. he'll figure they'll figure out a way to put him in the Hall of Fame as a special teamer, which is like he deserves that. And then him and his dad will both be Hall of Famers, and that's pretty badass. Oh, his dad's a Hall of Famer. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. yeah his dad was on the Rams. He's a Hall of Fame running back yeah. for the Rams. No, I didn't realize he was on the Hall of Fame. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's a hell of a family, man. You imagine being Matt Slater's kid? That's a lot to live up to. Yeah, but we got the Browns, Andy. We have you, <laughs> me, Greg, uh, Troy. <laughs> Matt Slater's like the total, like, he's like the total dork of the world. Like, you can't, oh, yeah. if he wasn't a football player, like, he'd, he'd just be like a, his, a high school, like, science teacher or something. Oh, yeah, professor. <laughs> Some sort of professor for sure. Yeah, that's what makes yeah. him so lovable is that, like, goofy voice and the glasses the and, like, <laughs> No, you guys have seen the, little, the video of him when he was a little kid, and he's like, and they, he's talking about going to his dad's games. It's like him. It's his face. Like he does hasn't aged at all. So yeah. like, he still looks like a child, a five year old, <laughs> and he's like five years old, and he's got his little glasses on, and they're like, "What do you do when your dad, you know, plays games or whatever?" And he's like, in his scratchy little voice, which is still scratchy even as a kid. <laughs> like. I eat a lot of hot dogs. <laughs> and his like little face is so cute. 
I'll tag you guys and like I'll oh, find it on the I'll yes, find it on definitely. Twitter and tag you in it. It is so cute. It's uh, amazing. I, like when you, if you look back on the team right right now, there's like there's the holy trinity. It's it's Slater, McCordy, and Julian Edelman. Yeah, that's yep. they're the holy trinity on you know of this of this uh, dynasty because. Gronk leaves. I mean, this is outside of Brady. Brady doesn't count. We don't. Right. Of, of course. Yeah. Right. 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 He's Jesus. Gronk leaves, you know, so like, and he had that off. So it's like, he doesn't fully fit into the Trinity. Yeah. yeah and true. they all came before him because they were all 2009 and then mm-hmm. 2010. Yeah. Gronk's a star so like, that burned very bright. Yeah. So well, how, did, how did you feel about Brady leaving? Um, well, I thought it was going to be like really fucked up over it, but it all happened during like coronavirus when the whole world was falling apart. So I feel like it never really <laughs> fully kicked in. And like now I'm just realizing he's on the books with Gronk and I'm like, I, this whole season's going to be weird. Everybody's getting COVID or opting out because of COVID. Everything's totally nuts. So like, I don't think it's fully even kicked in. Yeah. Plus I'm, I really I'm, s- I'm excited about Cam Newton. <laughs> That's yeah. That definitely softened the blow. I'm still... Yeah. I think when it happened, we did an emergency podcast. And in that podcast, I said, I'm okay with it only because there's not going to be a season this season. So he's never going to actually play as a Buccaneer. <laughs> That's what I said about Mookie Betts. And now look at us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you just had to do that, didn't you? I had, yeah, I, I gave a pause in the Red Sox for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Dumping I tuned in once. I'm like, ah, this, this isn't worth watching. I'm all done. Yeah, no, it's not. And I live in LA. And so like, I like my, so Chris has been trying to like convince me that like, I like me and Mookie are still, we still have each other because we're both in LA, you know, it tries to soften the blow. Like that doesn't Good effort, count. but no, that's, that's, that's not how it works. <laughs> nope. Like, no, nope. you see he's happy on his new team. It's not cool. Yeah. I don't like, like it. That's the thing that's bothering me the most is, is not like, his fault though. Gronk and Brady like posting shit back and forth with each other on Instagram. Yeah, it's so I'm like, rude. listen, I'm glad you're happy, but we're over yeah. here sitting in our own houses, rotting away with no sports. And right, and everybody like, yeah, we have no Mookie bets, and everybody is leaving, is opting out of the Patriots season, yeah. and you guys are just down in Tampa, just fucking around, just hey, gallivanting. You know, like, we get uh, it. Troy Brown is now part of the Patriots coaching staff. Yeah, he's the all is well. Coach. All is well. I mean, we had to lose Dante Scarnecchia to win Troy Brown. I guess I don't. It's a trade-off. Oh, that's I could a really story. use Troy Brown is the, next, is the next Scarnecchia. How about that? That's that for a hot take, huh? this season is like, of all the seasons, like, I don't know who's going to step in for Marcus Cannon. And oh, yeah. it would be matter. nice to They're have him play. there to, like, bring up whoever it is. That's but, exactly what we said last time we retired, right? Yeah. Like this is not the season for it. No, it's not. They're not gonna yeah. play. It's not gonna matter. Yeah, so see, they're all Brady. gonna get two years under whoever the new offensive line coach is. Get a yep. chance to gel together. No injuries. Tom well, Brady will never take a snap for the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. I'm so, I'm still holding fast to that. that, that Don't worry, awesome I've already. Point. I you guys can you guys can follow me on this train of thought. I have said, and I'll say this again, the Patriots fans always get the first and last words on Tom Brady. We write the narrative. He's not, like, him going to the Bucs for a year or two years doesn't fucking matter. When he goes to the (laughs) Hall of Fame, no one's going to talk about the Bucs. Fuck all of it. 
Gronk's not gonna, no, we're not gonna remember any of that shit. It doesn't matter. We get the last word. We always will. So like, enjoy your vacation in Tampa. You'll be back. <laughs> it's true, but just because of the last 20 years and how like scripted it has felt, like a movie scripted it's been, it almost kind of felt like it should have ended with the Patriots winning one last Super Bowl and Belichick and Brady just riding off in the sunset together. And the fact that that didn't happen, I'm still kind of coming to terms with, I think. But what if the Patriots play the Bucks in the Super Bowl? That's still an option. So that was my other take. Well, yeah, you're really <laughs> leading right into Andy here. So my take was, uh, this was before Cam Newton, but uh, the Patriots sneak into the newly expanded playoffs. The Jared Stidham just managing the team, similarly to the way Brady did no one. Sneak in the playoffs, get hot at the right time, get to the Super Bowl. They're facing the, the newest, greatest show on turf in Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. <laughs> and Belichick comes out with, because he knows Brady so well, he comes out with yet another one of his big game defensive schemes that completely confuses Brady because he's the one that knows how to do that. And the Patriots win another Super Bowl 24 17 on a last second field goal by whoever the oh, kicker is. I didn't realize year. you had the whole game planned out. That's, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's, that's the beginning of the next era of Patriots dominance. Yeah. I'm, I mean, listen, like Fun. just, I just would, at that point, it would be that that's the end point. Like we have a new <laughs> I think it would be. to tie the bow. They play yeah. each other. Someone wins. And then for the next 10 years, people like argue that that person is, that Belichick is greater than Brady or Brady is be better than Belichick. And we get to stay like our favorite team and our favorite dynasty stays relevant for another decade based purely on that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wins. Oh yeah. But oh, the, the part I forgot about that is, is Brady sets all the um, the regular season records, shattering all of Peyton Manning's records, throwing for like you know, fifty five hundred yards and like sixty touchdowns, sort of thing. Wow, and you're really like, yeah. You went oh, yeah. all in on it. He's got yep. this all planned. Out. So if that happens, that. you know where you heard. Take it. that from old Peyton Manning. He doesn't, you know. He has so little to go on. He didn't even win his own second Super Bowl, and you're going to take his fucking <laughs> records, too. Yep. Unbelievable. Well, actually, right now you're taking them from Drew Brees, so that's fine because he doesn't deserve them anymore. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm yeah. sick of Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, guys. This, is, uh, this has been awesome. Thank you for having yes. me on. Yes. Thanks, yeah, uh, thanks for doing this with us. It was just a hangout. It was just a chat. It was really nice, super yeah. easy, and uh, very, very good to talk with a couple of uh, Patriots bros. I don't get to do that very often, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell you're, you're Troy, welcome tell back Troy we say hi and uh, <laughs> that we love him very, very much. I know. Much. I'm like, this is your new favorite podcast, buddy. Just, please, just retweet it. Something. Just do anything. Literally anything. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can write his mail. I'll, I'll just, I'm just trying to die happy here. <laughs> if 2020 is the end, we, you deserve this. This is like your make yes. a list. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Tanya. And uh, if you ever want to come back, you're more than welcome. This has been awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Bye. See you later. Welcome back. We have a semi-in-person episode this week. Greg is back home. So we're hanging out in opposite rooms in the same house right now. <laughs> we do it for the... We do it for the fans so we don't get an echo. That's right. But I'm staring Andy in the face right now, blowing him kisses. Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> if you could see those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I sure can. Yeah.
It's we're on we're on screen share, Greg. Why don't you blow kisses to me? Not to I don't see you. You can't see me? No. Nope. Oh, you have your oh. video off. <laughs> oh my Ugh, goodness. Jesus, you're hideous beast. What the hell? Yeah, turn that off. Good God, you're ugly. <laughs> Look at my background, though. Yeah, yeah, no, we see it. That's, that's pretty cool background. That's pretty yeah, great. If background. I can describe Steve, just think of like a horse, but uglier, <laughs> with red headphones. <laughs> well, if I'm gonna be a horse, at least I'm a huge dong and dumber too. Uh, no, hey, you know, of- uh, you know how like, um, in like Rome and stuff, all those like statues have like the really small penises. Yeah. You know why that is? No. I asked the tour guide when I was there. <laughs> Color it's actually a pretty interesting answer. <laughs> he said that like back in those days, they, there was like, you, you think with either your head or your penis. So, and they thought that like a bigger penis, like would cloud your mind and just make you act irrationally. Which there's some truth to. There's some science to that, yeah. Because yeah, so like blood smart, to one, right? Yeah, yeah. So like really smart and cultured people would have small penises. So Steve, is this is this your to way to club, humble buddy. brag? Yeah, you trying to say that you're got a massive dick, right? I so I'm just saying I'm super dumbass. Dumb. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fact though. I mean, so I think you just described all of our listeners. Uh, huge dong idiots. Except for mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Big dicked dummies. <laughs> uh, well, our listeners just got a new nickname. Cool. We'll make some shirts and sell them. See if that's an actual nickname that'll stick. E- uh, I can't even do the acronym. That's how dumb I am. <laughs> BDD, right? Big dick dummies. <laughs> oh, BD squared? Yeah. You are dumb. That was great. <laughs> All right. Of, speaking of dumb. Week nine. Let's talk about uh, these Oakland Raiders because this is the Snowball the rematch. Raiders. Isn't this week 11, Greg? Is it? I don't know. Yeah, sure yeah, is. Sure. Yeah. The Snowball rematch is what I've done. Sunday night game. Yep. Prime time. With the uh, the A crew, the A team. Uh, Mike Patrick, Joe Theismann, Paul McGuire. I have to say, just listening to that collection of voices made me feel like this game was important. You know, like when they're doing yeah. the intro, like opener, like this is an important game. Oh yeah, the 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 intro was ridiculous. Yeah, it was just like like them hyping up the whole snow. I mean, obviously that, that was like their main focus. But I had written down some notes of things that they <laughs> images from the you know the opening sequences of the game. We had Walk me through uh, it. okay. We had Ty Law blowing fake snow out of his hands into the camera like a teenage <laughs> yep. girl. <laughs> Adam Vinatera wiggling his toes into the camera, which is <laughs> just ridiculous. Uh, Al Davis like looking half dead, just sounding wicked salty about wicked losing haggard, the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to Susie Colbert on the field. She said, any talk of the tuck is taboo, which nice narration. And then like the next sentence, when they went back up to the booth, they were like, wouldn't a tuck play early in the game be interesting? (laughs) It's not that taboo. (laughs) Well, I think they were talking about that for like the Oakland Raiders 
16. Yeah. 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 I actually have the Al Davis video here um, mm. because it was super yeah. fucking solid. Yeah. Picture it. Pic- just picture a skeleton <laughs> saying this. Almost everybody in the world that the play was a fumble. It should have been called a fumble. That, uh, that someone would reverse it without conclusive, indisputable visual evidence is just unbelievable. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. He's got that Mitch McConnell neck going on. <laughs> like a turkey, you know, just kind of yeah. hangs below oh, the chin. Yeah. I bet his astrological sign is Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, I like him. It, okay. <laughs> it did look like you could make a really fancy handbag out of his face. <laughs> and and then somehow, like, improbably, his son is, like, even more ridiculous looking. Oh, fucking bull haircut. I love it. He's a legend, oh. though. Yeah. You can't not love him. Yeah. We talked about him with Navi on that Raiders interview. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, so, you, did you hear the swag, quote he came out? Swag. Yeah, did you hear the quote he came out with earlier? No. He was like, ah, you know, I wish we could have been like one of the teams considered for LA, but you know, in life sometimes there's disappointments. But you just you, your next day you just go to PF Chang's, you have a good meal, and then you're over it. PF <laughs> 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 uh, Chang's, dude. Dude, my work tried to give me a PF Chang's <laughs> gift card for like having to work so late that I missed the last bus home and they had to like get me a hotel and I gave it back to them. I'm like, I'm not going to use this. You can just give that to <laughs> somebody else. It to me. I'll go PF Chang's. Yeah. yeah, it's one down the street from me, although I've never been there. There's none in New Hampshire. Just saying. Really? Not a single one? Stat checking. I'm stat checking that. <laughs> you guys have Chick-fil-A you. yet? I, while you do that, I'm going to talk about um, the Raiders coach, Navi's favorite head coach of all time, Bill Callahan, who took over from Chucky. What the fuck's his name? Gruden. John Gruden. Thank you. Um, and this is hey, uh, alert, alert. P.F. Chang's, Manchester, New Hampshire, and Nashua, New Hampshire. Suck it. In the mall? I don't know. Got to mm. be. They ain't stand alone. Plastow Common Plaza and offices, dude. Oh, thank you. oh wait, that's Chang Longs. Never mind. <laughs> oh, you might be right, dude. Oh, good. Zon, you, you guys. That. You guys have two Chick Fil A's. Yeah, cool. Chick Fil A rules. You might be right, Andy. Yelp is. God, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave Yelp a bad Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> Write them a strongly worded letter. <laughs> Very misleading. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see any P.F. Chang's closest in Boston. Yeah, told you. So, uh, speaking of... of, uh, Third world country. I was going to say, speaking of bad imitations of the real thing, uh, head coach Bill Callahan took over for... Not bad, right? It was pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Took over the Raiders for one year, and uh, this was peak Raiders time. Uh, so they would go 11-5 and five this year and win a really tough AFC West and make it all the way to the Super Bowl where they faced their old coach, who is now coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and got their doors blown off because they didn't change literally one thing from when John Gruden was coaching them. And it was so, sabotage. It Did was, you hear that? No. 
there was players there was players that were uh insinuating that Bill Callahan intentionally sabotaged that game. Why? I don't know. I, the the article I read didn't really explain <laughs> like but they were like because of course Callahan hates the Raiders. For giving him a shot at head coaching. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. Uh, I don't know. Well, but then the next season there were uh, Charles Woodson was also like talking out about him in the middle of the season. I oh, think shit. it was something to do with like he wanted to move to younger players, like a younger core. Uh-huh. And they had that old guard of like Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, uh, Gannon, Gannon. Yep. and like all those guys like really hated Callahan. Hmm. So I think there was something at play there, but it, I'm guessing it was just those guys being bitter and they were trying to just say that like Kelly yeah. sucks. But I would think so. And the word sabotage. This... Tim Brown said that in the media. He said Holy the shit. word sabotage. Yeah. What are you going to say, Steve? They turned over 10 defensive starters, though, in this game from the AFC Championship game. Right. Yeah. Or the wildcard game. Like the defense was completely new except for Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson. Love Charles Woodson. And they were better. And Love actually, Charles this was Woodson. like. They were talking in this game about how Rich Gannon was like on pace for breaking Marino's record for five thousand yards passing in a season. I mean, obviously he didn't do it, but like the offense was it's humming. It was rolling, yeah. And then they collapsed. This was <laughs> this was like literally the peak of their Raiders Empire and also the last peak. Because they, they didn't have a winning record or make the playoffs till 2016. So they went to the Super Bowl in 2002 with an 11-5 record. The year after, they went 4-12 in 2003. <laughs> and Callahan got fired, right? Hey, how'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine winning the Super Bowl and two years later you're fired. Or so one year later, I guess. We have seen him recently, though, Bill Callahan. Because yes. he was the interim head coach of the Redskins, the right? Washington football team. Yes. Really? In 2019, yeah, he went three and eight, yeah. killed it. But I think, I think <laughs> he. Who did he take over though. for? Take <laughs> your, you your name. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Wasn't here long enough. But I think wasn't he also like some fucking bum? He was the interim coach, and he was still being shit on for being uh, too conservative. And Joe like, Gibbs's corpse. Everybody's like, "You're the uh, you're the interim. Like, just fucking, just go balls to the wall because you may as well." And he just wouldn't. So he's like running it on third and long when you're down twenty. Well, what is he? He's he's still in the NFL now, right? He's an offensive line coach somewhere. Is he? Maybe. Yeah. O line coach Cleveland Browns. Wow. So yeah, if I remember correctly, um. Baker Mayfield got absolutely ragdolled last year. So I can't imagine mm-hmm. he did that well. Well, was well, he interim last year at the Redskins? Because right, they yeah. just got their new coach. So this is, he's yeah, probably the so replacement. he must have just been recently hired. Okay, yeah, you're yeah, right. 2020 present. If you're watching this game, the Raiders' offensive line was phenomenal. Yeah. Rich Gannon had as much time as he wanted That's to throw true. football, which is why he looked so good in this game. Um, I think another reason might have been one of the other coaches on the staff, the quarterback's coach. You may know him, Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Harbaugh really? Yeah. The 49ers hey, which one's coach. that one? Is that the Ravens coach or the college coach? That's the college coach. <laughs> I always get them mixed up too. Oh, yeah. Well, Jim and John, I mean, 
That's just shitty yeah. parenting. It's just a dick move from parents there. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. And they look almost exactly the same, too. Yeah. Yeah. With the chin and the scowl and everything. Yeah. Which one do you think is better? I wouldn't put it past them to like change their la- names later in life to be more similar. That's <laughs> true. Which one, one was the quarterback for the Colts? Jim. Jim. And that is the NFL one? No, that's the Michigan one. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking. See, this is. I don't even know if that's true. I may have made that it's up. It's like twins. They're not twins, are they? No. Jim, Jim Harbaugh was. I think he's the older brother, and he was the. He's the one that's coaching Michigan now, and he played for mainly the Colts. Got it. Uh, another quarterback. Uh, other coaches on this team you may have heard of, Mark Tressman, the offensive coordinator. Yes. The, the failed Bears head coach from 2013-2014. Well, failed is a strong word. Mm, also an <laughs> accurate one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He didn't do well. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the players on this team. Like you said, the... Uh, that older core, Rich Gannon, Jerry Rice, Tim Brown. Uh, Gannon and Rice were pro bowlers along with Lincoln Kennedy, Barrett Robbins, on the off, both of those on the offensive Ooh, line. Barrett Robbins, remember him? No. He was the dude that in this Super Bowl that went missing. Oh, that was him? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. What? I don't remember this at all. Yeah, he was like, he was like the starting center, I think. He was. And he... It was like the day of the game, and no one could find him. And it Where must, was it? It must have been. The Super Bowl must have been in San Diego because he was. He was. He ended up in Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> the I day remember. before the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And he like it turned out it was like all like a he had like some mental issue. I can't remember what it was. Like maybe manic depressive or something. And CTE. like he was like yeah yeah. I think probably. probably had something to play into it if they look back on that, but. He like he was he, he didn't know where he was and shit and then like he just did play the game, and that was part of why they um like they changed their approach in the Super Bowl. They were gonna I guess they were gonna do like a big run heavy approach against uh, the Bucks, but then yeah. they like changed it at the last minute to like pass heavy. And I think part of Oops. it has to do with that guy not showing up. That's <sighs> crazy. Yeah, that is. Well, he also made the Pro Bowl. I wonder if he showed up to that. <laughs> it's hard to get lost when you're in Hawaii though isn't it he just goes from Tijuana right to Hawaii it's <laughs> <laughs> a hell of a vacation yeah and then the only other pro bowler on the defense was Rod Woodson which Rod and Charles wait Charles Woodson he was a pro bowler yes no Rod no Woodson. I don't think so oh and Rod was yeah interesting well, I know. wait am I also getting Rod Woodson Wikipedia Rod Woodson uh, had eight interceptions this year, which is probably why. There's a free safety. Yeah. That's a ton. I know, but that's such a bullshit stat. Yeah. It's uh, like other, sacks. Another big name on this team, our favorite, Dick Hole. Uh, Bill Dick Romano- Hole? Bill Romanowski, yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you just said his name was Dick Hole. <laughs> it's like, I don't know who that is, but yeah, I like him already. <laughs> no, that's just his adjective. That's his, that's his position. Yeah, I did, I did my Bermans for this game. Bermanisms. Oh, thank goodness. Let's hear yeah. it. Do you, want, do you want to just jump into them now? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking about players. Let's do it. Okay, all right. 
<sighs> some of them are a stretch, but some of them are funny, I think. Okay, let's see. Uh, Napoleon Bonaparte Harris. Nice, nice. Okay. Solid. <laughs> Ronald Chicken Tiki Masala Curry. <laughs> Love it. Uh, this this one's kind of a stretch. Rich, I have a very important announcement. Cannonball. <laughs> Can Anchorman just come out? Anchorman joke. Anchor- and this one is an even bigger stretch, but it's also like a, a deep cut reference. All right. Brad Badger. Badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom. <laughs> do you remember that video? Yeah, I sure do. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's a snake. <laughs> yeah, Wait, Anchorman didn't come out until 2004. Yes, I'm making these up today, Steve. <laughs> oh, I thought you said these are actual Burmanisms. No, these are me. No, we're taking you back to 2002 uh, mm-hmm. and then bringing you forward to 2004. Yeah. 2020. Okay. Uh, Lincoln Grassy Knoll Kennedy. <laughs> and my favorite, Rick Myrer Myrer on the wall. <laughs> Rick Myrer drafted the Rick same year. Rick still in the NFL, which is amazing. He drafted the he same is. year as Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, him and Drew Bledsoe were he the, was the backup. One A. Yeah. I remember him. I had his rookie card too. I had, which one's your favorite, Andy? Uh, Cannonball. Cannonball. Okay, good. What was the second one? I mean, you could have just gone rich Cannonball. Would have been fine. Uh, chicken tiki masala. Yeah, I like I like the chicken tiki masala one. That was. I also had like a. I had one that was like you know James Jet. Oh yeah. Of like depending on how he's playing, you change your nickname. <laughs> could be like James Spirit Airlines Jet or like James <laughs> Emirate Airlines Jet. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just well, scale them based on what Steve, airline you choose. Steve, didn't you have a James Jet uh, nickname, or you had yeah. something to do with his name? What was it? It's like a jet with like TDs, like yeah. That was the worst. James Jet, James Jet, James Jetted. It's a Jet TD. So bad. Dad, Dad just like peeks around the corner. He goes, "Do you edit this?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, can I, can I just, never mind. And then giggles to himself. <laughs> like, and God, knows. God knows what he was about to say in the microphone. <laughs> he's also been out drinking too. So uh-huh. I bet it would have been, I love you guys. Yeah. He's a chatty one. Yeah. He is. Just like us when we're drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, cat, you want to say something? Nope. Speaking of this cat there. Uh, Chatty. Let's go with that. Not drunk. I uh, had some some choice quotes. Mm, I have. Yeah. Yeah. They're not football. Not football. They're just choice quotes. Choice quotes. Okay. Um, I watched Wait, this a they, while ago, so I don't. Are they innuendo? That. Um. No, they're more. I, I had a problematic one. Ooh. Oh, let's let's go with yours first. He said, "It's a Chinese fire drill out there," <laughs> which. What is a Chinese fire drill? A Chinese fire drill is when you get to like a stoplight and everybody gets out of the car and gets into a different... And runs a lap around the car and then gets yeah. back in it. And right. gets into okay. a different seat. What is Chinese about that? I don't know. I don't know. know. Stat check. Oh. Why is, it, why is it called a Chinese fire drill? I'm on my work computer. I shouldn't be Googling this, but... No, you shouldn't. That's, is it? I mean, Chinese checkers isn't, right? 
Well, I think that was invented in hey, China. I got a question for you guys to tell me if I'm dumb or not, and I missed the yes. joke. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, next question. <laughs> so, you know the joke, um, why did the chicken cross the road, right? The joke yeah. everybody knows. Is the is the pun is it a punchline to get to the other side as in like to die? To no, get to I the other side. I think it's ironic because it's not it's, it's like not an a anti joke. joke, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I thought for a second I had been missing the joke for like thirty years. <laughs> I, I've had that same thought, so maybe we're as dumb as each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um uh Chinese Yeah, I looked it up. Fire drill. And uh, I guess it comes from like a Korean War. Now the British and Chinese had a fire drill. Well, it was like a British ship, Chinese sailors, and they're supposed to take the water and like bucket it to the engine room, and then it's a drill, so they're they're supposed to bucket it out as well. Mm. But they ended up just bucketing water from one side of the ship and running it over to the other side and bucking it out the other side. <laughs> That's efficiency. And then baby. During like World War Two, and the Marine Corps started using it to describe just general confusion about orders to do something. Ubar. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's similar, I think. <laughs> I just want you know, Fubar means Andy. Fucked up beyond all repair. Yeah. What movie is that? Is that Saving Private Ryan? Probably. I think it's probably in a few war movies, but yes. Yeah. Um, so Where Steve, were we? What, so that was yeah. your. That was your problematic one, huh? Apparently, it's not that problematic. Maybe it's slightly I feel, problematic. I feel like you can't really. I don't know. You might get some Qualify letters today with the yeah. yeah nationality. Yeah. Yeah. So mine, um, I believe it was Troy Brown, actually, our boy, took a, a shot to the twig and berries. Oh. And oh, I actually saw this. And one of the announcers says that's an injury Hallmark doesn't have a card for. <laughs> Which I thought was was a choice on that one. It's kind of funny. It's not bad, right? Yeah, if you're if you're like like nationally televised, you got to be kind of tiptoeing the line. So yeah, but that's, that's, that's pretty right good. up against it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good for a, a Sunday night crew. And then um, we had a referee sighting, and the quote was, uh, "Ed joins us directly from the weight room this evening." So you can guess which referee that was. Oh, Ed Hockley, mm-hmm. <laughs> showing off them guns. <laughs> And then they they made a huge deal out of actually interviewing the kicker before this game. They were talking about how this is the first time in 18 years we've talked to a kicker. And it's Terry? Yeah. Because of the snowball kick? And the kicks, right. And they basically spent the next five minutes talking about how kickers weren't football players. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. I mean, they aren't. Adam Vinatieri was. Yeah, but dude, if you've gone to like a like you know like watch Patriots practice, the kickers literally, literally do nothing all day. They learn how to bounce a football so it'll yeah. bounce right back up to them. Exactly, I know. That's pretty fucking I know. cool. <laughs> that is pretty fucking they cool. learn that because they're so fucking bored because they're not doing anything. You think, especially nowadays, with how like how much more often I feel like kickers miss, they'd practice a little bit more instead of just standing around doing. Oh, you mean practice kicking? Yeah, yeah. It's, I your, guess. it's your job, right? I don't, I don't know. Like, can you over? You get any better though? It's all muscle memory, right? I feel like the more muscle memory you have, the more accurate you're going to be. I don't know. I've been playing a lot of golf, and I've been getting like 
a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but how, guy, how much golf did Tiger Woods play? <laughs> there's this Asian guy that was leading after two days, and after his second round, he went and practiced for six hours. Whoops! After he just played three days of golf. That's what I mean. Sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes, I guess it depends on what works for certain people, right? Maybe it's just mental stuff too. Maybe it's not yeah. even physical. Isn't there? Is there like a, a ten thousand hours? Yeah, apparently it's yeah. bullshit. To learn anything. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, to be good at to anything, master you have to put in 10,000 hours. But apparently that's, that's bullshit. It's also a Justin Bieber song. Yeah. Apparently, according to Google.com. Cool. <laughs> I have something else the commentators said, which I don't fault them for, and they're right in, in now, but looking back is hilarious. It was at the end of the game. They're like, they'd already chalked up the Patriots' loss. Right. And they were like, well, you want parody? You got parody. And they're just on the AFC East standings. <laughs> That's awesome. This would be the last year that you could say that, really. Yes. Or literally this season only. Yeah. <laughs> well, spoiler alert, they do finish. Like, isn't there like three teams, eight, eight and eight or something? Seven. Or nine and six? Nine, seven? Nine and seven, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. What's the, yeah. We'll uh, cut that. We don't want to spoil the rest of the season. Oh, I think we already have. For our fans, we went in, we went in depth about how Rhett Favre lost the season already for us. Fuck. <laughs> right, and Greg, you Brett missed uh, talking to Tanya. We had a big old Brett Favre fest, the hate fest. Yeah, she didn't like she didn't like Brett Favre. Hates him. Why? Steve, uh, you, you want to take this? Yeah. But what you guys hate him because like for various reasons. One. I think Andy, you thought he was just like not as good as he really yes. was made out to be. And Steve, you didn't like him because the commentators would blow his medium-sized penis. I believe was the term he <laughs> used. Is, yes, <laughs> I might have said cock, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Tanya actually pointed out that um, Brett Favre actually admitted to not knowing what a nickel defense was. Yeah, he exactly. could not read a that defense. Makes him better. No. no. Just think about how good he could have been. Fucking moron. If he had like tried, moron. But he's just like you and I, so he doesn't give a shit about anything. He's like a, he's like a donkey in a pair of fucking Rolex Fit Wranglers. <laughs> real, real comfortable, comfortable interceptions. <laughs> real comfortable Percocets. So, yeah, she agreed fully with us. So you're now, you're, now you're outvoted three to one. So well, you need a dick. Just let me go find John Gruden. I bet he likes Brett Favre. <laughs> He's an absolute specimen. <laughs> yeah, that's who you want on your side, John Gruden. John Gruden QB camp. Brett Favre would be a fool. There'd be no pants on by the end of that <laughs> for either of them. Imagine <laughs> by the end of it, they're just both completely naked. Just... Gruden's got a thumb up his ass. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he's just sweating. He's just tripping. <laughs> Give me that medium-sized dick. He's <laughs> working himself into a lather. <laughs> Speaking of lathers, <laughs> the commentators also mentioned that, uh, remember we talked about Tommy Maddox back in week one? Yes, love Tommy Maddox. The, the backup for the Steelers. Who the mad in, dog. Yeah, he would come in and throw for a Steelers record uh, for passing yards in a tie yeah. against the Falcons. And the next week he got paralyzed briefly. 
They mentioned that on this broadcast. So this is the week that he got paralyzed. Oh, oh Hell of really? a season. Hell of a season. This is the week, huh? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, wishing him well. Did he ever play he again? He played again this season. Okay. Briefly. Yeah. But yeah, so he had a, he had a hell of a an up and down roller coaster season this season. Um, I feel like I feel like the Steelers have always had those like backup random ass backup quarterbacks, don't you? Like who? Charlie Batch. Like, yeah, Charlie ba- <laughs> Chaz Batch, Tom Maddox. <laughs> Fucking, uh, what was the guy this year? Duck Hodges. Hodges. True, yeah. Duck Hodges. Like, they're always like just these generic looking, but like hilarious named caricature yeah. guys. It's true. <laughs> and none of them I remember. Good. Yeah, none of them are particularly good. But My college roommate, Joey Bear, we were watching a, a Pittsburgh Steelers like Monday night game together. And uh, Roethlisberger went down, so Charlie Bash came in and he said, if Charlie Batch wins this game for the Steelers, I'm going to buy a Charlie Batch jersey. And um, long story short, he now owns a Charlie Batch jersey. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be sick to get one that just said Chaz Batch on the back, like you can get the full name. Was he a Lions guy? Yeah, he was. Do you want me to look up his draft career? pick? I think. Yeah, I, th- I think he was. Yeah, like kind of a higher draft pick. Yeah, like most Steelers backups. He, he went to Eastern high. Michigan. Okay. He was a second-round pick in the yeah. 1998 draft. Played three years with Detroit, yep. and then ten years with Steelers. Ten? Wow. Holy shit! Yeah, he's like a an off-brand Tom Brady. Yeah. So he was a local guy. He was, I think, he was from the Detroit area. Oh, Went shit. to Eastern Michigan. Got drafted by Detroit. And then spend the rest probably, of the week. Probably suck dick, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's very good. Um, Poor Detroit. We'll get there, though. Oh, I can't wait for the Detroit episode. I know. <laughs> Speaking of uh, tucking your sack, though, uh, my favorite sign in this game was the sign. Like, there was some, a lot of, you know, it was a fumble sign and all that bullshit. Oh, yeah. But my favorite one was the sign of two words, tuck this. <laughs> That's so <laughs> Oakland. Fucking amazing, dude! I was like, I was like, Google around Wikipedia and stuff, and um, like they were talking about the stadium, and you know it's such a shady stadium when it's not even a hyperlink. Like the name of the stadium wasn't a hyperlink. (laughs) It doesn't have a Wikipedia page. That's how shitty it is. That's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You would think it would with all the shit that goes on there. Uh, it probably does, and, it probably yeah. does, but I just thought it was funny reading that. <laughs> uh, so should we talk about this game? Because I'm going to admit something here. I watched the first half like a week ago because we kind of skipped a week where we were supposed to record and we didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was fully just like going to accept the fact that I wasn't going to watch the second half because setting all this up, I know what the end result's going to be. And I knew how this game ended and I watched the first half and I'm like, the second half is going to be fucking useless. But I watched it today, and it was worth watching. It was good second half? Yeah, so I think we actually didn't do a uh, Lombardi watchability score. Okay. So I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it three out of six Lombardis just for watching, like, just for the second half. Like, skip the first half completely, because fuck that. But Greg, watch the second half. You? I'm also going to give it a three. 
And I'm basing this on the fact there's two, two factors here. One, um, they lost, so you got to take some stars off there. And then yeah. I actually watched the first 10 minutes of it, and, like, the Sunday night feel was kind of cool. Like, the it commentators, really it, was, it had a special feel moment to it. Yeah. I think this is, like, a game. You could tell it was, like, a hyped-up game. Oh, yeah. And, and honestly, hearing crowds – <laughs> gave me a lot of nostalgia because I've been watching sports now with no fans. Yes. And it really yeah. is not the same. Yeah, I watched the Bruins playoff game yeah. yesterday. Playoff, and playoff hockey is only good because the fans on the playoffs yeah. are winning. And a goal gets scored and you just hear like the six guys on yeah. the ice yell. Honestly, if, it, if this was forever, I'd probably stop watching sports. Yeah, I agree. I'll hang in there because I know the fans will be back eventually, but... Well, if it's forever, they'll they'll figure out how to pipe fans in. I guarantee you that. I know, but NBA's still not the technology. same. Dude. I noticed that the video quality was much improved too. Really? I thought the opposite. <laughs> I no, thought it wasn't great. The sky cam. They did have the sky cam. That was cool. Yeah, yeah the sky first cam time we've seen beautiful. that. Beautiful. Yeah. Not HD, but it wasn't like original D. It was somewhere grainy between. mess. Original D. It, it was a. Big, <laughs> that's they call it Greg in high school. <laughs> it was uh like i was trying to pull highlights from it today and like the uh the we'll talk about the brewski are you talking about this game yeah talking about this game okay. and the, the brewski uh interception was hard to see in real time <laughs> so i say we skip talking about the first half first half okay i'm gonna give it two well let's two two out of six yeah i watched it when andy watched his i watched a full game and like half of my notes don't make sense because i totally forgot this game again in like a week <laughs> yeah, why'd you guys watch it so early because i thought we were gonna record last week, last week yeah. I don't remember but you were and then somebody bailed it was me <laughs> <laughs> such, such a ruiner yeah yeah so actually i would say just yeah, I would watch the end of the third. So let's give them an update on the first half, though, right? All right, so first half um, is basically the Raiders are out for blood. Patriots can't do anything right. And it's 17-6 Raiders going into halftime. Rich Gannon throwing all over the park. Yeah, and then Sebastian the Patriots. Janikowski just thumping. Brady missed I three guess. Patton touchdowns. Yeah, like that. deep deep bombs to wide open David Patton. Missed a missed one by half a yard, missed another by like five yards. Like just couldn't hit yeah. that deep ball. Otherwise Absolutely. it would have been a different game. Wide open. Yep. Oh how was the defense playing? They were hanging in there. They were they Some... were giving up a lot of short passes, so the Raiders were able to stay on the field. Yeah. And they couldn't stop the short run. So the Raiders would just drive down the field with short passes and then just run it down their throats to score the touchdown. This so, looked like a Zach Crockett from, had a couple. Yeah, from the from the bits I watched, this looked like an offense that was like that knew each other's rhythms. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the I mean, they had Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, exactly. and Rich Gannon. So it's like these all these veterans that know what everyone's supposed to do, yeah. and they just go out do it. Yeah, and speaking of Rich and Gannon, even if you play like, like decent defense, they can still like tick and tack you to death. Yeah. And Rich Gannon was definitely like in complete control of this. Yeah, yeah. He, he was. They they actually showed a clip where he was yelling at the sidelines because they tried to make a substitution. He basically told them no, sent the guy back out, brought his own guys in, and then ran his own play. <laughs> so there was a few of those. He's he a was, handful. That Rich. He was. He was like he was. He's a kind he's of a, a loose, dick to everybody. Loose 
loose Gannon. Ooh, that's better. That's <laughs> better. This is more of a handful than Bet Five. I don't know how smart is he. <laughs> it seems pretty dumb. <laughs> it, you should listen smart. to the voicemail that uh, Brett Favre left too. Yeah, we never really covered that in that Packers episode. I know. No, we but didn't. It, do we? It's hilarious. Maybe we'll He's do like, a deep hey, dive you know, if, if you, if you want to come over to my hotel room, you can. But if not, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw you in the hallway today and I just thought maybe we should want to come over. <laughs> it's really kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, here's a picture of my dick. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make it funny, right, Greg? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Humor. <laughs> but how about uh, how about Jerry Rice this season? Thousand yards, dude. I looked up his stats. Like yeah. nine two catches, like twelve hundred yards, nine touchdowns. Like I didn't yeah. realize he was that big of a factor for the Raiders. Yeah, I had said that. Yeah, I thought that too. In the snowball episode, I yeah. didn't know he was good again. That was for yeah. the 49ers. Oh, yeah. Well, he has the most receiving yards after the age of 40 out of anybody in the history of the NFL. Can you guess who's second? Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. With Did like Tucker. With like three there? yards. Yeah. And then everybody else in the NFL was zero and Brett Favre with minus seven. Yeah. How do you have minus seven receiving yards? I yeah. asked the same question, so I looked it up. I bet he, I bet he, uh, I bet he had a ball batted and he caught it. Exactly, and then got sacked. That's such a Brett Favre thing to do. To catch his own pass. Catch a ball thinking he's going to make a play and then immediately get sacked. For what, what does Brady do? What does Brady do? <laughs> That's it down on the ground. Just, just straight, straight down, down on the ground. Yeah. Fuck that. No, I just seen another So, but yeah, so... Dude, Jerry Rice's career is such insanity. It I'm is. looking at his stats right now. So remember how like oh we, we would give people a bunch of shit, but then we get to know him better and we're like, actually, we kind of like the guy. Yeah. I've yeah. gone the opposite with Jerry Rice. You used to love uh, him. Tell me why. And now like the whole... He's a deflate gate truther. Yeah. Right? Like how hard he went on the Patriots on all these like cheating things. Didn't he cry on national TV about it? No, that was no, Brunel. that was Weepy Brunel. Yeah, yeah, but then it came out that uh, he used to use stick him. He was like, "Oh, yeah. everybody was doing it." It's like, "Yeah, what you mean, like the flakeate that sort of thing?" <laughs> Except like you actually gained a, a competitive advantage over the people that weren't using it. So when do we play the 49ers? We'll get Jeff Carr on here. And did you ever? Did you ever really like uh, Jerry Rice because of his personality, though? I didn't know his personality until he stopped playing football. Yeah. Like Dave Meggett. Did you like Dave Meggett for his personality? Well, that's pretty different, Andy. <laughs> I just read that article hey. today that you wrote. I, I like pretty different. I thought Jerry Rice was like an unassuming superstar, though. Right, yeah. But it, it turns like out receiver, he's kind of like a... diva receiver. Yeah. Stereotype. A diva receiver. But he's kind of like a... Yeah. Like a grandiose dickhead. Good. Good. I don't know. I think part of it is your bias because you don't you don't like people that are critical of the Patriots. Yeah, which I'm I don't like people that, that are truthers about like being an anti patriot. Like you can be anti patriot all him. you want, and that's fine. Here's what it is. Tio and Jerry Rice, you know, while they're playing, I like Jerry Rice more than Tio. Now they're not playing, I like Tio more than Jerry Rice. Yeah. Because Jerry what, Rice what about, is a I, I like Michael Irvin. He he's pretty anti patriot. Like he, he doesn't, he's not a huge fan of him, but he doesn't like 
like he will accept how good they've been. And so I'm a fan of his, even though we don't agree on liking the Patriots. Uh, I think you watch too much ESPN. I, like, I, don't, I don't watch even, any ESPN. <laughs> then how do you even know, like, maybe that's that uh, Jerry Rice, like, actually likes the Patriots and respects them. It's just one clip that you heard of him. How do I know? It's my job to know, Greg. That's what I do. <laughs> this, is your, this is your full-time job? Feels like that sometimes. <laughs> you defend that, the makes, wall. that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> because I did have... Now you know why I hate commentators. <laughs> I had a Jerry Rice poster. Remember that one we had, I think? Just I had a do Michael it. Owen and a Jerry Rice poster until recently. Oh, wait. It was, the, was it the Nike one? No, it was like... It was 49ers days one. Wasn't the Nike one yeah. uh, Drew Bledsoe? No, there's one where he's like, he's walking to the end zone at the, at the bottom and the whole crowd is going, this is just do it. Hmm. And then like, I, I just realized like when I grew up that I, I had a Nike advertisement on my wall for like 10 years. <laughs> I was like, what an asshole. <laughs> I really fell into their trap, you know. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they got a nice book club. Yeah, yeah, they got a nice trap. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Does a great a good job picture. Shit. Yeah. yeah, I also like just like took advantage of all those free energy drinks they gave us in college, and was like, "Wait, this is free? I'll never get addicted." <laughs> <laughs> and now you do cocaine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Methamphetamines. Why not? <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, I'll be tired tomorrow, but I'll just drink some energy drink. (laughs) (laughs) It's the perfect system. Uh, Speaking of perfect systems, the uh, first drive of the second half by the Raiders who got the ball and went um, 15 plays, 85 yards in 9 minutes and 52 seconds. That ended with um, Zach Crockett touchdown right up the gut again. Walking Zach. one or two yards out, yeah. And that was the backbreaker, I think. At that point is twenty-four to six. Patriots are reeling, and uh, the next drive, Vinatieri managed to miss a fifty-two yard field goal. Shout out to Connor. <laughs> Shout out Connor. <laughs> and that was basically the game, um, but. As we've seen before, and actually said before, in a lot of these episodes, especially during the, the losing streak, this Patriots team has surprised me with how they just don't ever give up. Like, they're down 24 to 6. They're playing kind of like hot garbage. But um, two plays after Minitary misses that field goal, I, I suppose they get a bit of a break on this one, but Gannon tries to... The announcer said he was trying to throw it away, but he kind of like tried to bounce it into, I think it was Tim Brown, because he had pressure in his face for the first time all night. And the ball ended up bouncing off of, I think it was Lloyd Malloy's foot, and it bounced straight up in the air to Teddy Bruschi, who returned it like 35 yards for his first ever pick six. And one that I had completely forgotten about. First of many. Yeah. I mean, how many I mean, did he have? you say first of many? You guys want to guess? I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. I can, I want to say four. I can think of three, <laughs> and there's probably one more. 
Do you have you have it looked up, don't you, Andy? No, I'm looking. I'm gonna go you. three. You can see me not looking at once. <laughs> he has four, and oh, they were all within a span of two years. Wow! So this that one. Sense? What? Oh wait, wait. One so against the Dolphins. Two, that's interception returns for touchdowns. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. You're the no, no. Two thousand two, two thousand three. He's got league. two in two thousand two and two in two thousand three. Wow. Um, uh, he, he doesn't have a fumble return for a touchdown. So yeah, four touchdowns, all so pick sixes. This one, I remember years. those one against uh, Miami in the snow. I think we all remember mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, where he drags. Oh his yeah, and everybody Shit. throws the snow everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, I think yeah, I had one against iconic. the Lions that I remember, like when they were in their old like old school uniforms that mom hates. On maybe Thanksgiving, because the Lions were wearing their old uniforms too. I think so. That was three. I don't remember what the fourth one was though. But I had to I guess, guess we'll find out. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there soon. I'm gonna guess it's against so the Colts this year, next year. Fuck it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that. But that. Those literally those three drives. That was the third quarter, because of how much time Oakland took in the first one. Yeah, a ten-minute drive. That's yeah, nine minutes and forty-two insane. seconds. Where they actually just ran it down the Patriots' throat, which the game not killer. The Raiders too, yeah. Um. So the fourth quarter was actually pretty exciting as well because New England starts going like no huddle, just doing whatever they can. Um and try to convert a fourth and one and fail. So then Oakland drives back down into New England territory, but Richard Seymour, your big lengthy boy, blocks uh, Janikowski field goal. You big lengthy boy. He is a big lengthy boy. He is a big lengthy boy. Real good at blocking, yeah, he's blocking field dumb. goals. <laughs> so then New England turns around and goes... big dick dummy is what he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's reserved for our listeners. <laughs> New England goes four and out immediately. Um, and Oakland manages to drive inside New England 10 this time, but have to settle for a field goal. And then on the ensuing kickoff, because the announcer's like, all right, so the Patriots have to get a quick score here and then get the onside kick and score again. And as he's saying that, Kevin Falk returns the ensuing kickoff for a touchdown for 85 yards. And now everybody's thinking, oh, fuck, here it comes again. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, here they come. Yeah, exactly. And that was so after they put up that graphic with the Patriots lost. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always suspect. So then all of yeah. a sudden they start coming out with the, the Brady's comeback stats and everything like that. And, oh, this is how many times he's done it. And this is how many times, like last week, they came back from how many down? Because last week was the Chicago game, remember? They yeah. came back from a bunch down at the end. I'm like, oh, it looks like they're going to do it again. And then the Patriots fail to recover the onside kick and game's over. <laughs> <laughs> was tough Speaking pass. of that, what do you think yeah. of that rule change they were throwing around? I don't Which, know if we've talked about this. The the fourth have. and thirteen. Yeah. Instead yeah, yeah. of an onside kick. Thoughts? I like it. I don't know. I feel like a la- an onside kick should be like a last gasp sort of thing. I think they should just go back to the old onside kick. I agree. The onside kick is fine. The same percentage, Steve. As what the old onside kicks? It is for now yes. until they start making yeah, more, it's more different rules though. to hamstring the defense. How is it different? I think the, a play for 13 yards is more high percent than the onside kick. 
It's it's literally not. Yeah, it's the same percentage. <laughs> that's why they picked that number of yards. But I think now well, how many times percentage. are people going for fourth and thirteen in like super high level situations like that? So, uh, quite a few because you don't usually go yards. for it for, on fourth down. You're only going on for thirteen it yards. Yeah. I wonder if it says many times as size kicks. <laughs> yeah, more yeah, basically kicks. it's a last gasp effort, right? You're yeah. not going for it on fourth and thirteen unless you're like down or so like you need points Strong. bad same thing with an onside kick it's it's basically a really long shot thing but you're not going to get people just doing it for the hell of it if it was like fourth and 20 i'd be more about it 13 seems too little what if it was fourth and 13 but from your own 10 yard line mm. well, that's what it is right it's fourth and 13 from your own 20 or something like that yeah, or your own 30, 30 or yeah. whatever they kick off from i think right the 30 so if you're kicking off from the, if you're doing it from the 30 you fail like you're still barely in field goal range, but if you do it from your own ten, well, that point's not even matter. The other teams are trying to score. They might be, and if they well, kick well, a field yeah, goal, that, that might end the game because now it might be two scores. But if, like generally, if like if you recover the onside kick, you take a knee, like they did in this game. Yeah, where but we got a, a twelve of... men on the field penalty. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of situations though where Andy's right that you have that option of do we kick it deep and try and get it back with like. 30 seconds right because we don't have any timeouts or do we onside to kick it right so in those cases like a field goal does matter mm-hmm. yeah if you're down six and yeah. and you, you could still get kick, three stops yeah, with like if, 30 seconds right. left they kick a field goal it's still it's going to be game over yeah i would think college rules I, over time fourth and 20 from like a 10 then yeah oh if they did college rules i'd, I'd love that I think college is awesome. Awesome. I mean, maybe I think all those points shouldn't count, but I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they should just do um, what the XFL used to do and have two guys start at the goal line and the ball (laughs) on the 50-yard line, and whoever gets to the ball first gets it. I think they should make them play. No, that's the coin flip. That's the coin flip for for overtime. For overtime? And then okay. the overtime rules still the same. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should make it so they or, have to be 300 pound plus guys. So or, or, or they had to have had right. played at least half the snaps. <laughs> they have to both be a 300 pound player See, and a coach. Greg's onto something. <laughs> so they then you have a, a ringer. Player. Then you have a ringer in the coaching staff. <laughs> Terrible coach. Yeah. But the man can run a four five forty. Yeah. How, how much does down. Pepper Johnson weigh? <laughs> right. No, no get Vince Wilfork in there, bud. <laughs> Ivan Fears. Or what you do is you just get the big boys and do like a sumo wrestling contest. Mm, I was thinking like let's put them make both them on the fifty sport. Yeah, put them both on the fifty like with with their heads touching or something, and then whoever can push the other guy back to the forty-five. Mm. It's like a rugby. Scroll. They get the ball. Right. That's sort of idea. Yeah. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. I'm into that. Yep. There needs to be yeah. There needs to be like some sort of. Like it can't just be a coin flip to decide, or like a like a hot dog yeah. eating contest. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or like a, th- a three-legged race. Yeah. yeah, can you can you fit this banana in your butthole without touching the sides? <laughs> there it is. Eli Manning instantly work. hired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eli Manning accepts twenty million dollar deal with <laughs> every team in the NFL. <laughs> Oh shit! It was Brett Favre. We need him. <laughs> um, I was super awesome coaches. 
did you know that Ivan Fears, the longtime Patriots running backs coach, yeah, mm-hmm. he used to be the wide receiver coach, I think, in this year. Really? Like, oh, 102, he was a wide coach. And now you have the man he was coaching, Troy Brown, working as a running back coach underneath him. Yeah, that's why I found that out. That's Wait, Troy Brown is, a, is the running backs coach now? He He's is. He's like the assistant running backs coach, yeah. Yeah. So what is Ivan Fears doing? He's a running backs, coach. running backs coach. He's, He's been since like oh three or something. Two like that. running backs coaches. Yeah, yeah we got okay. a lot of running backs. It's true. None of them have really panned out lately. So, well, I mean, half of our running backs are wide receivers, anyways, right? Yeah, James White practicing with the wide receivers, Just like Greg Brown called. Yep, I think he's. I think he'd be a great wide receiver. I agree. Got good route running skills, and he's good after the catch. He's got great hands. That's true. And I'm guessing he's pretty smart and can like read those gaps and coverages too, because mm. that's part of running those screenplays. True. Oh, yeah, speaking I, of uh, of Troy Brown and running backs, he actually lined up in the backfield in this game and got a handoff. Did really? you catch that? I missed Steve? that. No, I did. I saw. I saw on the stat sheet. He. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did, what was the stat? <laughs> like minus two yards. Yeah. <laughs> Took a draw play, and the center got absolutely blown up. So as soon as he got the handoff. He got tackled by the center's ass. So <laughs> didn't work. But so can you name all the positions Troy Brown has played? In his How many are there? With the Patriots? Kick returner, punt returner, wide receiver. Was he uh, kick returner? Cornerback. Oh, he did. Wide receiver, cornerback. Yeah. I think we said he kicked he did it like once, didn't he? In he the probably Super Bowl. played safety. In the Super Bowl, remember? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. When they needed like uh, some sure hands back there or something. Cornerback. Safety? I don't know if I'll put safety on there. Uh, running back, right? Play running back. I'm sure he's thrown the ball at some point. Hmm, maybe not. Can't remember a no, run press. But, but he did in preseason line up as a quarterback. He was going to be the emergency quarterback one year. <laughs> and he <laughs> well, took, of course. He, he took one snap and he handed it off and the running back fumbled it. I never saw the field as a quarterback again. <laughs> Wait, like on the, on the transition? No, no, you got the you got the transition off fine, but okay. Uh, then the running back fumbled it like after that because I remember Belichick was being like interviewed before the game, you know, on the sideline like they do, and like he was being really coy, cool. like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna try some things out at quarterback. We you know we'll try some people that you're not expecting." And as soon as he said that, I'm like, "Oh, it's got to be Troy Brown. Like, who else are you gonna put there?" Because this was like peak Troy Brown era. And I was right, and he only ever got one play, and I was super disappointed. Yeah, I'm sure Trey would have been different positions. Would have been great, anything. Left guard. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Nose tackle. <laughs> so here's a stat that I was surprised to find out. Bill Belichick, after this game, was a 500 coach. Interesting. He was 21-21 after losing this game. I don't know if he would ever be... It's probably going to be his last or less. Yeah. yeah. Ever. Was this game. Is that with the Patriots or all time? It's got to be just the Pats. 21-21, that's got to be all time. No, it's got to be just the Pats. Now you're right, 42. Yeah. Yeah. We're t- 
He's here for two and a half, though. I don't know, you do the math. What's 16 and 8? Yeah, so maybe this is just Patriots. Yeah, I think all time. Yeah, it's got to be all time. So. He was 36 and 44 with the Browns. Yeah. So he's still got a little bit more to go before he's over 500 for his career. Right. That'll right. probably happen mid-year next year. Yeah, probably about then. Because they go on a run in 2003, 2004. Yeah. And then he goes 237 and 83. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Not bad. That's pretty good. Do you guys have any other notes in this game? None that I remember or make sense. <laughs> All right, give me one that makes the least sense. Um, these commentators suck. He dips? <laughs> no, I, got nothing. I definitely did not like the commentators. So Really? That's surprising. Not a ton of time for Tom, and then in parentheses, as they praise the secondary. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Tom Brady yeah, had literally yeah. no time in this game. Yeah. He got harassed pretty much the entire time. Why? Well, I can't believe we thought Matt Light was good. Yeah, he got he got beat real bad. He was today. good. Wasn't Not he? in this game. Actually, I, I do like remember every this once in a while game. he would have like a really horrible game. Yeah, he does not. He's not like as everybody. Yet. They always go up against the best guys. No, but like, not just like had a bad day, but just like looked like an amateur for yeah. a day, you know, like just yeah. getting absolutely whooped. I didn't have this dare you sully Matt Light's name. Well, I, I think mean, we can now. We figured it out later. Yeah, an anti Matt Light. This is a pro Matt Light podcast. Not anymore. He just came out as an anti masker. Did he? I don't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> I don't I give a shit. I just want to rally you up, <laughs> Greg. You're wearing a mask right now. <laughs> that I? should be. Oh, hey, Dad. You're running something. Dad's back. He Uh-oh. just gave me the old like. Fuck's going on? Look, I'm in the living room. Right, as if we haven't been doing this for the past two hours. All right, here's my here's my last note. All right, give me a last note. Uh, on the they traded Gruden to the Bucks. They gave up two first round picks, two second round picks, and eight million dollars to the Raiders to get Gruden. Wait, they traded what? Two first round picks, two second round picks, and eight million dollars for Gruden. And it still went better for them because they won the Super Bowl and the Raiders, mm-hmm. those first round picks to go, what was it, 4 and 12 the year after? Yep, it worked out. <laughs> Giving up two firsts, two seconds, and $8 million. And they, uh, they, won the Super they probably Bowl, won that deal. Oh, yeah. Did, I yeah. would say. I mean, how much would you pay for a Super Bowl? Two first well, how round long picks? was Gruden at the Bucks? Not that long. Good question. Yeah, yeah it was like I don't a few feel like he was there that long. Is then he retired? That check. Greg ain't doing it. He's too busy struggling. Looking at him now. What are you gonna do? The stick. He's too busy yelling at dad. Fucking Greg. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking dad. <laughs> You're part of the podcast though. Oh two to oh eight. Oh two. So six years. That's a decent amount of time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then he retired after that. Right, yeah. And now he's unretired to go back with the Raiders. 
kind of hope he doesn't win again, personally. I don't have any reason for it. I just hope he doesn't win again. I hope he does. I don't want to see the Raiders good again. I don't. I'm all done. I don't know. That was cool. That stadium was bumping. Do you want to see anybody good again, Andy? Or yeah, are, you just a bitter, are you just a bitter prick? Again? They just, they're always good. <laughs> yeah, but Brady's gone, so they have to prove the haters wrong again. Who would you like to see successful other than the Patriots? The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Me too. I want to see a Browns, you know who I want? I want the Lions. Lions. I want a Browns Lions. Who- okay, what about a team that has been good semi-recently? Nah, fuck them. <laughs> you don't think it'd be awesome to see the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl? Nah, fuck them. I hate the Cowboys. Why? 49ers. Jerry Jones is a douche. He doesn't deserve it. 49ers? Okay. Uh, Andy. Everybody's a dick to Andy. <laughs> I like the 49ers. Go nag them, Mom. This is, this is what's great about being home is I can send Mom to nag Andy in the other room <laughs> yeah. for being a dick. Uh, yeah, good luck sending her down here. <laughs> oh, now she's just like stroking him and telling him she <laughs> loves him. That's bullshit. <laughs> That'll teach you. You can't nag the golden boy. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. We got anything else? Let's wrap this baby up. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Oh, um, Bill Romanowski had a dirty hit that was flagged, and he was all incensed about it. That was my last note. Yeah. Because of fucking course he did the dirty prick. I hate him too, Greg, for your I know. I like him. Of course you do. You Because you're in like a sick, depraved, like zoo animal way. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like, like you watch, like you like watching a car accident. Yeah, like watching car, car, car accidents. Yeah. Well, you're in the, in the cage of the zoo animal. What yes. part of Reddit do you browse? Jesus Christ, dude! Everybody likes looking at car. I almost got in an accident on the way home. Looking at a car accident. Watching a car burn on the other side of the highway, <laughs> and then like I just was staring at it, and all the traffic slowed down in front of me. And I, like, I, like, I like locked up the brakes. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had a car spin out in front of me this morning on the way home as well. Nice. Well, on that note, I'm going to drive safely home. Hashtag road rage. Hashtag pro- traffic problems. Right, Andy? Hashtag shut the fuck up, Greg. That's another thing Andy hates. Hashtag rage. Any other person driving on the road because oh, okay, they're all dicks. That is true. Burn they all drive much worse than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do get very angry. That's probably the most angry I ever get. The list is the list is shorter of things Andy doesn't hate. <laughs> That's not true. I hate two things. People who don't do what they're supposed to and things that don't work the way they're supposed to. Stupid piece of shit that doesn't do, do the goddamn fucking thing it's supposed to. Yeah, exactly. Which is a good job I'm in IT because that's fucking. And cool. which of those the commentators fall under, or is that both? Both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's definitely the first one. They don't. What about Romanowski? He did. He was supposed to. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Antagonize yeah, people. I think he dirty. did. He's dirty. He's like Brad Marchand. You know, he's out there to. He'd be a mm-hmm. pest. He did just what he was supposed to. He yeah. would. He would. Injure people on purpose. You're not supposed to do that. That's what he was supposed to do. He's probably getting paid no, to do it. No, he Downing didn't play the Saints. Yeah, he didn't play for the Saints. <laughs> All right. So I think this is the point of the podcast where we ask anybody who's still listening to 
give us a rating or give us a review and tell us how you really feel. And if you and if you do give us a rating, can you rate each of us individually? Mm. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. That would be nice. Oh, here's what we should do. We should ask our listeners to rate us and leave a review telling us which brown brother you like the best. Yeah. Like my well, actually no, just just tell us which one you like the least. All right, either or. <laughs> I mean, I think we I think we can work and with why both. it's Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and by what margin is it Steve? <laughs> So if you do that, we will, we promise to read all of them on the air. And we will respond to them, I suppose. I feel like it'd be hard not to. Sure. Fuck that guy. How do I make a <laughs> fake stupid. iTunes account, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could buy one. They're not, they're not expensive. Um, but yeah, so if you go to ratethispodcast.com slash patspod, you'll be able to leave us some feedback, good, bad, or otherwise. Preferably bad because I think we're used to getting shit on. Um, that's how we grew up. So I am. Be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so is Greg from the look of it. I mean, if I look no, like Greg that, just looks like a piece of shit. Yeah. So you would expect that he gets shit on all the time for just looking like that. Mm. Well, yeah. So next week we will see you when we talk about the Patriots and the Vikings. Vikings coming to town to Gillette Stadium. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So Lions are coming up soon too. I'm excited for that episode. See if the Patriots can can rebound from this this tough loss. Are we at the Vikings or no, we're home. Gillette Stadium, baby. Three o'clock game. Friendly confines. Late night. Yeah. All right, boys. We will see you next week on the Pages Dynasty Podcast. See ya. See ya later. See ya later.